Hello, all of our lovely listeners and, and people looking to check into the Horror Motel. We are so delighted, as always, to have you with us this week. Uh, I'm here. You know who else is here? My fantastic co-host, who I adore with all my heart and soul, the talented, the effervescent, the charming, the on time. Can I say your punctuality is one of the things as well that is absolutely amazing. Uh, Bunny Galore slash Martin. Hello, uh, my love. Hi, <laughs> you know what? It's so strange. I don't remember being quite as punctual as I've suddenly become in 2023. Um, I think it is. I hate to say it. But I think it's a sign of age that I've suddenly started to turn up early. One, I'm turning up early to everything. And two, I'm booking tickets in advance for things. That's a sign. It's a sign of age. Because suddenly I've started... Now I will go, oh, I'll book that now. When did that ever happen? Normally I was such a person that would kind of rock up and... I think I get invited to a lot of things last minute. I think normally, yeah. Yeah. so um, yeah. and you know, like like press tickets or you know, or like opening night ticket. That w- was always a thing. So I think a lot of times I used to go and see that. And now I'm going to support loads of friends in shows, but I will go right now. I just bought the tickets, and it, what's happened? <laughs> what's happened, Alison? This is what happens <laughs> as we become adults. We yes. we plan. Our time is is look, we like to be organized. We like we like to know what we're doing. Yes. Um and I had someone say to me once, there's there's two types of, there's two types of people. Those that are early and those that are late. They don't even believe there is such a thing as on time. It's like yeah. either early or you're late. And I was like, "Oh god, I'm late all the time then everyone." <laughs> Well, I think also it comes from the London thing is it's, it's, I think as I've been out of London a couple of times lately, it's reminded me how vast the city is. And I'm used to just going to see my mates by getting on two trains, well, by changing platforms, you know, at London Bridge. It's only four stops into town for me, but it's two stops, then change trains, another two stops. I'm like, that's like a normal thing for me to get on an overground train so some people they just walk you know two streets down to see their friends it's isn't it weird so i think it's to do it's all those elements of timing where it's out of our control and because of the strikes and things like that i keep on leaving early yep. now arriving early everywhere because i think well yesterday it took me two hours to do this and now it's taking me about 25 minutes so <laughs> You know what though? That London does put that in you because I remember, and and I'm sure things are a little bit different now. But like you know, because the tubes might be open a bit later. But when I was living Mm. there, it was like the moment you left the house, you were calculating in your brain when do I have to start thinking about getting back? When do I have to start? So London just puts this time stress on you that I've never felt anywhere before in my life. And everyone's like, "Isn't London amazing?" I'm like, "Not if you need to get back home. Like you got to be." planning like at 10 30 yeah. p.m you're like all right if i want to be home like it so i can see how london yeah. puts that in yeah yeah it's strange even last night i it was called it was only called past 12 it felt like five in the morning but i said oh it's okay because the trains still go from charing cross till 12 and then uh, to one and it's it's past 12 now and i looked up and it 
they stopped. Because on random days, sometimes they don't go past midnight. And it's like, oh, for crying out loud. So um, you might as well just stay out later, in other words. It was a sign. I was in a most amazing little gem of a jazz cafe last night that a friend took me to. Where were you? Let's plug it. They don't know us, but let's plug it. (laughs) I know, it really was. was, I've been past this so many thousands of times, never noticed it. Um, It's on... Is it on Frith Street or Dean Street? I think it's on Dean Street and um, in Soho, and it's called Jazz After Dark. And I was like, "This is this Ooh. sounds like the movie Vamp." It sounds it sounds very much like the movie we're going to be talking about today. Strangely, um, Jazz After Dark. So it was most amazing. Apparently, this is where Amy Winehouse wrote Back to Black um, in this venue, and we were sitting Ooh, in her, which is... we were sitting her booth as well, which is kind of by the oh. way just a, like an archway into the probably. <laughs> <laughs> just into a kind of little alcove sort of thing but I was this was so cool they were so lovely as well and there was some jazz going on it was kind of you know just kind of not not heavy jazz but it's kind of um, just kind of, you know, just quite fun stuff uh, I was so impressed I am going to be coming back again and again to this place and how have I never found it before it's lovely to find a new old gem in Soho there we go. Oh, I bet. I bet. That's so nice. Are you a Soho expert? Do you know lots of the places in well, Soho? I thought so, I mean... but then funny, the two there was two girls in the in the booth with us and we were um I was with my friend Nicholas who's um he's he's in sort of hospitality so he he just knows everybody and everything. He's just very 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 uh, well connected. And the girls asked us uh, it was more to do um it was more to do with uh, lesbian bars in Soho and I suddenly went um um Oh gosh, that's a really good question. There's there's kind of a club I thought behind, below Little Cuba. Where I was doing a gig there last week, and it reminded me I'd, I I used that nightclub uh, as a dressing room, I think, for a photo shoot once. And that's the only reason I've ever been there because obviously I'm not the target audience for that venue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it really threw me. And then she and they asked me, "What's the cool places in Soho?" I went, "Well, I don't know about cool places." And I suddenly thought, "I don't go to cool places. I just end up in like you know." I make the places cool, obviously. Uh. That's exactly what I was going to say. The moment you walk in, well, this place right now that I'm standing in is cool. Then my house will be cool later on. My exactly. flat will be cool. Uh, yeah. So, so I suddenly went like, no, I don't think I go to that kind of bougie, cool places. I tend to just go to probably a bit more the fun ones because I'm with my friends, I yeah. guess, and I'm having a good time. But And you know, to show the contrast in that, before we, I went to the really... Um, uh, really sort of, you know, not not edgy at all, but it kind of, like, and it was very cool jazz bar. I was seeing my friend Sheila Simmons do bingo at the uh, upstairs at the Duke of Wellington. So, which is possibly not um, uh, a hidden gem. It's quite a, you know, it's a gem for sure, but it's not in a, in yeah. a sort of like, you know, wearing sunglasses and door kind of coolness. <laughs> so that was the contrast of my, my evening was going from uh, Sheila Simmons bingo, which I've seen a millions of times I still howl laughing at and then going to this jazz isn't that bizarre but after jazz after dark what a great great title for a for a a bar well there you have it everyone jazz after dark go sit be in the 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 vibes of Amy Winehouse yes uh, exactly oh good how was uh, your weekend you're so good you 
You're so good. I was going to say, you're so good in that you go out because all I ever do is work most of the time. Mm. And it's, you know, not from home. I'm gone, gone, gone all the yes. time. Uh, I don't like to go out when I'm home. If anything, I try to convince people to come to me. I'm like, do you want to come to the house? I'll make a lasagna. You can pet the dog. Like, why don't you come to my house? Come to my house. I'm a real homebody. I really like having a party within my own environment. Uh, I have always kind of been that way, I think, a little mm. bit. I like to entertain. Mm. Uh, okay. And small I, oh, scale and large scale. There yeah. we go. That's interesting. I don't entertain here. I think the flat's a bit too small. Um, to ah, I've never had yeah. I can't really have a dinner party here so it's it's not that kind of flat really so um, I wish it was uh, and also because everyone's scattered across London it's a bit tricky to get everybody here um, yeah so I think it's probably more to do because my friend who's got very very lovely huge house is we do socialize a lot there and have a lot more dinner parties and parties there because of the it's just space really again perhaps that's spacious a yeah do you like to cook i was gonna say that like is a cook? london thing yeah yeah uh, i'm look i got a few things i like to prepare i'm good at like uh heating things Pre- up <laughs> prepare i love that <laughs> Love it for Marks Spencer's. It's great. <laughs> I love to heat things up. Uh, I love to order in. I do have a few things I like to make. I make a really good lasagna. So sometimes I'll just whip up a Ooh. lasagna if someone's coming by. Do you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I make a very good lasagna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tried it once, I, and I was horrend- it was just crunchy in the places it should be crunchy, and kind of stodgy. I think that didn't work. I must try again. I really. Mu- it was a long time ago, but I really must try again. I've now mastered um, sort of uh, vegetable soup. Um, now I've got a, a kind of a mixer thing, and so uh, yeah, for me to make something from completely from scratch is it's not like I'm saying make, I'm getting you know ready meals for the microwave but i do tend yeah. to cheat and use bottled sauces quite a lot um oh, just yeah. just oh, from yeah. having the ingredients at home type of thing but i should probably do yeah. more really but um i'm getting more into it now i'm getting, I'm getting more into uh, into cooking now than i ever have done before so there we go but not quite dinner party ready <laughs> Hey. Well, I say dinner party, but more than anything, I'm like, just come over, bring your own alcohol, get drunk, hang out, and then you can go home. Yeah. So. Oh, now that I just like that being in I my could house. do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol parties. <laughs> I order in. Danny had a uh, so he had his fortieth um, a couple of weeks ago. So oh, I had a birthday, birthday party for him Danny. at the house. Yes. Hey, Danny. Uh, and uh, he, I was like, well, what do you want? And he, he's so he's such a Mancunian. He's very northern. He's like, you know what I would love is just a bunch of like pies and some Greggs. Like literally all I had out on the table was like pork pie, steak pie, you know, cheese and onion pasties, little mini sausage rolls. It was like, I couldn't find volivons. I wanted to do volivons, couldn't find volivons. So it was just a sea of like... (laughs) <laughs> the most stereotypical Greg's yeah, yeah. northern dishes you could imagine. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. And then I made one crudité, one vegetable uh, platter, which surprise surprise was still there at the end of the evening. Everyone, because people avoid the veggie tray. I did a lot of cutting for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried. I tried. Eat your well, veggies, I think everyone. I think it's good to have the veggie tray just to stop it looking 
beige because otherwise yes. if you it, it can suddenly look very beige suddenly couldn't it a table of that I've done it myself just a um, sea of yeah. pork pies yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I, love, I love all that but like uh, but it does if you don't have some green in there otherwise it will literally look like a buff envelope it would just suddenly be this beige tray absolutely oh, sounds so like need, heaven to me happy birthday greens. yeah that sounds great he's 40 I, th- 40. I threw a child's birthday party for a 40 year old <laughs> here's all your snacks on the table everyone I bet he loved uh, oh, it oh god and it <laughs> Oh, he had a great time. And by 9.30, he was hammered, like so really? hammered. And everyone oh. was in the backyard, and I just looked at him. I was like, what do you think, babe? Is the party over? And he's like, I think I'm done. So I also have no problem ending a party, everyone. I'll also go outside and be like, guess what, guys? Last drinks. Last drinks. And they were all like, uh, I guess we'll go out somewhere else. I was like, yeah, well, you've been here since two. I love you. Get out. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm a bossy host, everyone. Look, come at two. You leave at nine. <laughs> that's seven hours of eating and drinking. I love well, you. Get out. Yeah, See no, you next that's, time. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, well, the friend that I was just talking about with the big house, he, he will suddenly go into cleaning mode. And as soon as I see that, I go, okay, ah. here we go. That's it. As soon as he starts putting stuff into bean liners, I mean, that's how the level of carnage that sort of we're at. Um, I think, oh, that's it. It's time to kind of, come on, kids. It's time to go home. Let's you know, ring the bell, ding ding. Uh, time to time to leave now. But I think if you start at two o'clock in the afternoon, I think finishing about nine is a good idea. Otherwise, what you're going to do, you know? I think it's very reasonable, right? Daytime parties, I'm all about, especially on a Sunday. Let's have a daytime party, everyone, and be in bed by ten thirty. Because what? We're adults that need to be on time for things, right? That's what happens now. Oh, but speaking of parties, everyone, mm. uh, this week to me is, uh, look, this movie is a party. Uh, this movie uh, that I'm bringing uh, to the motel this week, I guess the second half is is more of a party than the first half. Yeah. Uh, it is. Now, I mentioned this movie to you and you were all on board, which I'm delighted mm. with. Uh, when I saw this movie, I had no expectations. I didn't know what to think of it. Um, but the movie that is coming and being checked into the motel this week is a classic called From Dusk Till Dawn, everyone. <laughs> now, I love this movie. Everyone right away is like, ooh, Tarantino. Yes. Okay, let me tell you. Tarantino wrote the initial script for it, but Tarantino did not direct this movie, everyone. Just so you know, uh, I think everyone automatically uh, assumes it is, but it was Rodrigue- Rodriguez, I can never say it correctly, <laughs> that directed this film. Um, but it is a classic. It has all the Tarantino features within it. Um, how, now, how long ago, when did you first see Dust Till Dawn, My Love? You know, well, so, I love this movie too. Uh, and I think I... <laughs> But I'd not seen it for a while um, because I'd probably watched it a lot back in when it came out. The biggest shock was when I went to check when it came out. It was 1996. And I was quite shocked by that because I don't remember it being that long ago. I thought in my head it was in the early 2000s. Or maybe I just thought it's still so fresh in my mind it can't possibly be that length of time ago but it is um so i think i'm pretty sure i saw it uh on vhs i don't think i saw it at the cinema because 96 is when i moved to london so i would imagine it's one of those films 
when I first moved into this commune of actors that were from the same drama school as me in London. I think it was one of those. I have a feeling Dust of Dawn, Twister, Species um, were oh, yeah. all movies. Uh, probably Dante's Peak as well were all movies that we'd watch quite a bit. Um, and Dust of Dawn was probably... Um, well, I suppose it's just such a surprise, isn't it? Because I, I don't, I, I, what I don't remember is what happens in the trailer. I can't remember if the trailer doesn't show the twist, because the twist happens halfway through the movie, doesn't it? Or about two thirds of the way through the movie. Um, yeah. And I can't quite remember what the original trailer's like. So, because I always, use, I always think about it. And go, did people know when they were sitting in the cinema that they were this was going to happen? Um, and I don't because maybe, I didn't. I didn't no. know what the twist was going to be. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. I think I did because um, I don't remember being it that much of a shock. Um, but maybe I did. Maybe because I've got so used to it. Maybe, maybe it was because you don't expect it. It's you certainly don't expect it to kick off as into such a different direction. Perhaps maybe I didn't expect well, that. It, it, this is the thing. Look, okay, for those of you who have not seen it, first off, where have you been? Uh, yeah. Secondly, watch it. Thirdly, we're about to do some spoilers. So if you want to watch yes. it before you listen any further, by all means, yes. please go and do that. The twist, just so you know, everyone. To me, this is a, a two-for-one movie. You get yeah. two movies in one, is my personal opinion. Very much like The Descent. Okay, so it starts mm. out, we get the, the people, the storyline. Uh, basically, we've got a priest uh, who has fallen out of love with God, lost his wife, had some troubles. His two children uh, and him are on a journey in a motorhome. Uh, and then they get hijacked by uh, George Clooney and Tarantino. By the way, this was Clooney's. This is how I knew it was earlier than I thought it was. Yeah. This was his first Hollywood film role. Everyone, yeah. this was Clooney's. He came right off of, I believe it was ER, into this. This was his very first Hollywood film yeah. role. Very different than what he had been playing on TV. So this is the first time we saw George Clooney. So George Clooney, Tarantino, they're bad guys. Uh, they're like, as far as crime goes, they do all sorts of crimes. They kill. Mm. They they do sexual offenses. Well, not not Clooney. It's more Tarantino that yeah. is the one that's kind of like the madass of the two yeah. and can't be controlled and has some serious, like, head issues. We see that he thinks people are saying things to him when yeah. they're not, like... You know, so we think that this is going to be like an abduction movie. This is about, you know, this family surviving. Oh, my God. Then they get the, the two criminals over the Mexican border because they hijack their motorhome. They have to hide with them. What's going to happen? What's going on? We get to where they are supposed to meet their other criminal friend at a bar called Titty Twisters. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a strip club in Mexico. So Clooney's all happy. We made it to Mexico. We just got to do the drop off. They go to this club called Titty Twisters. This is when we find out that this strip club slash motorbike club, whatever it is, is actually a haven for vampires. And the vampires are just eaten, basically drifters. Now, I love, too, in the scene where we, we have the family come in. We have a... And the... the uh, the guy serving the drinks. Oh, I forget his name. He's in a lot of Tarantino films. Yes, he is. Uh, he's just Machete, up in, yeah, uh, um, yeah, he's just stood up in Drag Race, actually, season 15, funny enough. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he's everywhere. He's lovely. Yeah, I love he basically says to them, I, he's like, 
what are you doing here? You shouldn't be in here. This is this is only for motorcyclists and for you know. So basically, the vampires are trying to eat people that won't be missed or yeah. like you know the you know. So yeah. it's interesting that I was like, oh, the vampires have a bit of a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bit of yeah. a code that they're like yeah. eat people that won't be missed. So we find out basically eventually that they it's it's vampires. So then it turns into a vampire movie. We have then everyone coming together to battle the vampires, which I always think is interesting how humans will come together and become one unified group yeah. when there is another enemy. So so this is what happens. So we think it's going to be this horrible abduction thing with it with this and then boom, we get vampire movie now this movie this script tarantino wrote it i don't know if you know this or not but he actually wrote it as a way to promote there was a a um a special effects company uh it was to showcase the talents of the special effects company called knb okay this is why the script was written i didn't know that yeah yeah and tarantino wrote it okay as a favor and in return KNB agreed to provide the special effects for the ear scene in the Reservoir Dogs. Oh. So you know the scene in Reservoir yes, Dogs yes. where the guy gets his ear cut off? This company was like, hey, hey, if you make us, if you write this film, which will showcase our special effects, we will do the special effects for you in, in this movie that you're going to make. This scene we think will be particularly hard. We'll do that for So he literally did it. This was wow. also Tarantino's first script that he wrote for $1,500, everyone. Wow. $1,500. Yeah, and he was going to direct it, but he thought, no, I don't want to be the director of this. I want it to be directed by somebody else. So this was just really interesting background information about this movie that I had no idea mm. about. Yeah, no, so, yeah, that's I. why this Did, whole movie no. came to be. Yeah, D- yeah, that makes a lot yeah. more sense. It does seem to, because um, it is so left field. When you think about, I think at this point he's done Reservoir Dogs and he's done Pulp Fiction. I. Th- I can't remember if there's something in between Pulp Fiction and this. I think there probably is one more movie. I can't think of what it is at the moment, but uh, it's certainly such a such a strange departure, but such a delicious one. Rewatching it, it's made me realise how much it is very similar to the Grace Jones film Vamp. But whether the because uh, that's that Vamp feels like the first twenty minutes is a different movie. And then suddenly they kind of, that's about boys going to buy a stripper for for their sort of, uh, what's it called? The House of Pie, but basically the um, sorority um, uh, in um, at, back at college. And when they go to the town, they, the car spins around and then it becomes like a different movie and they go to the nightclub. Whether with, so that's a, I would say that's like going from gear changing from two to uh, third gear. Whether this film goes from, that's good. It's like fifth gear in basically one shot. Because it, it, in it's a, one yeah, literally, shot, it, yeah, yeah. it's a lot bigger change because you're not really seeing um, where I don't think there's very much warning sign that there's something weird going on. I think in retrospect, perhaps when they arrive at the Titty Twister, it's a little bit more heightened than I remember it being. But you know, this is Tarantino, so it's yeah. going to be full blooded. But it's a little bit more. Um, uh, uh, heightened and but when the reveal comes halfway through uh, uh the at the end of the number basically it suddenly becomes 
pandemonium just reigns, doesn't yeah. it? Goes crazy, yeah. and everyone. Yeah. And the makeup, the, the, the vampire makeup is really huge. It's quite demonic makeups for everybody. Yeah. Uh, there's no pretty vampires in this one again these are monster vampires these go from yeah Yeah, yeah, it's human to being quite yeah really 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 sort of heightened I've forgotten how then it becomes very comic strippy from then on it was more heightened the fighting and everything I you know that I remember it being but they do have a Mm -hmm. line saying Oh, their skin seems to be the va- talking about the vampires. What the humans talking about the vampires? Their skins a lot more. Um, they're easier to kill because it's, they're kind of, I suppose, because they're supposed to be walking corpses. So they're kind of the skin's more spongier and stuff like that. So <laughs> that does mean you just get this full on uh, like a, a gore fest going on. My favorite is the holy water yeah. being thrown at people. That's my favorite. Um, and oh, it's so great! So, so great! Cool. Mad. And the iconic mad. Moment where we see them change from like, uh, and and this is an iconic moment. Period. If you've never seen the scene where Selma Hayek, yes, who is like the head female vampire, if yeah, you've never yeah, seen her yeah. do this dance, I mean, Selma Hayek is stunning to begin with. But this to me is one of the sexiest things I've mm. ever seen. Uh, so Selma Hayek comes out and she does dance with a python around mm. her. Uh, an albino python. Uh, the dance was not choreographed because Selma Hayek said, <laughs> I'm only going to be able to move the way the snake lets me move. Right. You can't really choreograph a dance with a python no, on that's you. that's true. Selma that's Hayek true. also had a fear of snakes and Ooh. had to do, I believe, two two months of therapy before she took this role. She didn't Ooh. want to take... She was like, nope, can't do it. And then they said, well, we're going to offer it to Madonna if you don't take it. So, like, it's you or Madonna. And Selma was like, I'll go into therapy. So she did two <laughs> months of therapy to get over her snake fear because she was like, I'm not giving up this role to Madonna. And so she does this that. dance... Yes, Can you imagine yes. Madonna in this movie? I mean, I love her, but like, that no. would be a very different I film. love Madonna too, but yeah. the, Selma Hayek, wow. I mean, I, you know, yeah. So she literally just like, so she does this like impromptu dance that was not choreographed. It's extremely sexy. Mm. Uh, there's a whole scene where she, uh, you know, pours booze down her foot because yeah. Tarantino's got a foot fetish. I don't know if you all know this or not, oh, but Tarantino it? has a massive foot fetish. Yeah. And so the whole scene, she pours booze down her leg. It drips into uh, off her foot into her into Tarantino's mouth. She like, And they made her record that scene quite a few times. <laughs> mm, I wonder why. Um, so then she does the dance. She does, And then as soon as the dance is over... Uh, I believe she smells the blood off of an injury that Tarantino yes. has, and all of a sudden, boom, yeah. turns into vampire. Vampire chaos happens. Yeah. They lock the door, and that is when the movie switches. Yes. And it goes into, and I would say almost cartoony violence. Yeah, it is. And isn't this it? Yeah. was be, it has to, it had to be because to keep the rating and N what is it NH17 uh, they had to make it a bit more cartoony and that is why also the vampire's blood is green uh, and not red right be- they were like if it was shown as red if it was re- real looking blood they wouldn't have gotten the NH17 whatever it was right. rating so they could still like yeah so that was a choice made strictly for that as well which i thought was again 
Very interesting. Very clever. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that no, I agree. Cheech. Yeah, Cheech Marin. You know Cheech and Chong. Do you know? Yes. Who, you know Cheech and Chong. Yes, okay. I do. Some people yes. may not know Cheech and Chong. I do. Yeah, not they are that for ages. a. Uh, yeah, weed smoking, pot smoking guys, Cheech and Chong. They've been around for ages. They're known for being potheads, basically. Yes. Uh, Cheech plays three different characters in this movie. Mm. I didn't notice until I read no. up on this. He plays a Mexican board guard, the strip club doorman, and the gangster Carlos. So Cheech has a. Oh my God, of course, the same guy. I didn't even realize it's the same guy. Uh, I did that. <laughs> how? How am I only just re- realizing that's the same person? Oh my goodness! I know, I know. I oh didn't realize God. that. Too. I was like, "Holy what? shit!" Yeah, because that's why yeah. by the end of the movie, isn't that the guy, amazing? The guy that comes in at the end, you are a bit like, "Are you really familiar?" Uh, well, how did I not? I think so much has happened. I think in the last like twenty-five minutes, you you kind of forget that he was 20. the um, he was the the doorman. That because his speech, I, I I I won't repeat it here, but the the speech that he does, selling the goods. Of the titty twister, um, talking about various oh. versions of a female anatomy, um, is it's just the most hilarious. It seems more shocking now than it did back then. It seems really shocking now. Um, Absolutely more whether, shocking right now. Yeah, yeah, at the time it was kind of funny, I think, but you know, and obviously sleazy and slimy, but uh, but kind of didn't seem that out of place now it's like oh my goodness that's like that's more talk about don't worry about the violence that's that's the thing i'm surprised people still sort of um it hasn't got cut um yeah i love that i i only noticed this time by the way that with i suddenly selma hayek's change happens because there's i think tarantino gets uh stabbed through the hand again on the same wound hand uh, that he had already so there's more blood coming out but i suddenly realized i I wondered if because obviously he's been shot through the hand earlier it's it's bandaged up but i that that she makes a beeline for him in her number i suddenly went is that because she can smell the blood i wonder if that's what's i wonder yeah, I'd never noticed that before, but I wondered if that's why, apart from obviously it's, it's the lead in a movie, and therefore it's dramatically there for that reason. But, um, uh, or no, artistically, I should say, but dramatically, I wondered if it's because she's been drawn to the fact he has a, an open wound on his hand and she can kind of smell the blood on him. And that's why she's kind of doing the, the thing with the alcohol down the leg. Heading over to him. Because, because yeah. it went, ooh, I, I, can, I, can smell, I can smell the blood. Um, yeah. But also, it's obviously in the context that it's it's the you know one of the two leads, so therefore it's you know that's about what that's exactly. about what happened. They're gonna. I they're can't gonna believe go it's way. Clooney's first big movie. I'd forgotten. Film that. And I think yeah, and this is why I didn't think it was as old as it was. And uh, Summer Hayek's the other thing because she is so timeless. And I was trying to because if, if this is ninety six, what's that? That's twenty five years ago. No. Um, how long ago oh, is don't that? Don't make me that's, do math. Oh my god! No. Don't make me do math. No, that's so. In yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's twenty five. I think if if not more, um, but it is yeah no more than that. It's twenty seven, twenty eight. I think we're in two thousand twenty three, aren't we? So it's uh, well, my math's terrible as well. I can't think either. Uh, yeah, no, it's twenty eight years ago. So, but she looks exactly the same now. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh my God, so, she she so like, just how old are you? She is a vampire. She, she doesn't vampire. age. She doesn't age. Yeah, she is a vampire. Which is um, and this wow. this movie was also initially meant to be a feature length 
Tales from the Crypt story. Do you remember Tales from the Crypt? Yes. No, I love Tales from the Crypt. I've just yeah. watched the, the, the movie of that, actually, funny enough. This was initially supposed to be along one of the Tales of the Crypt things. That's uh, as a follow-up uh, to Demon Knight, I think was one yes, of them. Um, yeah. It's just so interesting. There were so many weird little features around this. Oh, Juliette Lewis, who is the daughter oh, in yeah. this. She's so good in it, isn't she? And she came into this, so she's very good friends with Tarantino. That's why he put her in this. Uh, but initially, before Pulp Fiction, she had played that real crazy character. So this is why they wanted yeah. to give her, this time she's a very, like, More innocent, childlike. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So they yeah. were like, oh, okay, giving her that sort of thing again, which was which was very interesting. Um, both the uh, filmmakers, so Rodriguez, Rodriguez. I'm so sorry, I keep stuttering on that. Rodriguez <laughs> I, I, I and Tarantino. It. Yeah, it's awful. They're both um, huge exploitation movie fans, so mm, you can yes, see yes. like some of their favorites throughout it. So like Tom Savanti, who plays Sex Machine, uh, he's a stuntman. Uh, yes, he's a legendary stuntman. Yes, legendary yeah, behind yes. behind things like Dawn of the Dead. Um, then we also have Tom Saxton, who plays the FBI, FBI agent Chase. Um, Fred Williams, who plays Frost. These are all people that were in some of these like earlier exploitation movies that Tarantino, Tarantino has been influenced by. So you'll see a lot of them. The speech that is in Pulp Fiction. Do you know in the Bible, the Ezekiel speech, 25, 17? Oh, yes. We all know it from Pulp Fiction. Yes. And he will rain down. That speech from Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction was supposed to be in this movie. Oh. Yep. Yeah, yeah it was supposed to be spoken by Harvey Keitel's character as he fends off the vampires yeah. before being before being killed. That Spoiler would make alert, more everyone. sense, wouldn't it? Because he's not particularly very religious. There's, he doesn't really talk about the religion very much. Do you, I, I thought they would lean harder into him being a priest more than they actually do. Yeah. I think until they no. kind of, you know, does the you know, makes holy water and kind of blesses things. It's like, well, it's not particularly a normal priest, really. He's not being. Mm -hmm. He's he's kind of just. Um, well, he's angry. He's going through because mm, his wife died. So because he's his very, wife died. Yeah. He, he's going through that questionable thing, which which is an interesting thing. It's like, well. Does the universe or God or whatever put the vampires before him to go? To test Will him. Will you believe yeah. in God again? To yeah. test him, more or yeah. less. And how handy that he's there so he can make the water into and holy I, I, water. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why he's a priest, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the trouble. I think it feels like it's that way round. It's like they've gone, yeah. oh, we need to turn everything into you know, weapons and they, it was, someone needs to to bless the water and make it holy water. Let's make one of the characters a priest. Anyway, there we go. And go. Uh, it feels yeah, it's a yeah. little bit that way around. It makes a lot more sense thinking about this film as a Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone type of scenario. Yeah, because that is that vibe. It's got yeah. that twist. I've suddenly got really into the Twilight Zone again. I've, I, I've um, never really done the Love classic. The I love the Zone. movie. I never really did the, the actual TV show because I don't think it was really shown here. Oh, the much. TV series is so, the best. Yeah, so I keep on going back in and watching various episodes. Um, some of the best. I think I'll be watching some YouTube review shows. So I suddenly went, oh, you know what? It's time to do it. It's time to go in and watch these old episodes. And a little it, bit of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, oh, my God. I, so love good. A twist. So good. Mm. Um, the other thing that I learned about this movie that I thought was interesting and a little controversial, uh, mm. there was this decision to use non-union crew. 
Oh. Didn't know that. Due to the larger budget, oh. they decided to use a uh, non-union crew, uh, and it nearly resulted in a strike. It was very, Rana. you know. Now, which is interesting because now we're in the middle of like the writer's strike right mm. now in the States. And so they went with a non-unionized, which personally I'm like, I don't, I don't. Look, there's not that much work out there. Yeah. Don't. You know, I yeah. believe in you going through unions. I do. As a, as a self-employed person, oh my God, I wish. I know. Anyway, we, we don't really have. It, but yeah, I we didn't don't have that. it here, do we? In America, they're much better with the unions in the in the arts than we are here. Yeah. Um, and that's and yeah. um, and for very good reasons. I think it's they they kind of they have much more control over them, which is a good thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There were uh, there was a prequel and a sequel to these. Mm, I don't yes. know if you knew that or not. Yeah, yes. it. Uh, <laughs> I, I have <laughs> seen I have seen them, but I've not seen them since they came out. I couldn't tell you anything about them, but yeah, I do remember. You're them. so good to even see them. I mm. didn't know that. So uh, it spawned a sequel and a prequel, neither of which apparently were very well received. No, um, and the very... movie was rebooted. As a TV series. Yes. I didn't know this no. either. Yeah. Only just, I would say, in the last few years. Uh, and I haven't seen that. 2014. 2014. Oh, that far back. Oh, my goodness. I didn't yeah. know that long ago. I yeah, babe. Like two, wow. I, I think I remember that. And I remember, I think it's because they've, they've, they've done that. They've done Scream. And they've done something mm-hmm. else. That It's a TV. It's a it's an adaptation of, oh, The Mist as well, I guess. But, um. Well, there was something else that was kind of of that ilk where they've turned a famous movie into a TV show. I didn't realize it's 2014. 2014. Wow. Life moves fast. Wow, honey. it does. <laughs> I didn't realize it. Yeah, no, <laughs> really didn't realize that. I think I might have. In I that know. case, I have a vague memory now of watching the first episode of the TV show. Now you've said that, but it was a little bit. It was so hard to. I, it, I think it would do better now than it did back then. Um, I think the yeah. casting was a bit generic and it did seem to lack the punch that the original did. Hard act to follow, yeah. though, isn't it, with that cast? Very, very hard act to follow. Oh, a very hard fact. Also, I need to correct myself. I said Juliet Lewis was in Pulp Fiction. That is not what I meant to say. I meant to say Natural Born Killers. Sorry, oh, everyone. Juliet yes. Lewis, yeah. Natural Born I, Killers. Yeah. Uh, was her crazy character and then she did the ingenue in this one my apologies yes. natural yes. born killers yes. not pulp fiction yes. um i thought i was going crazy yeah. thing so i was thinking i'm sure she's not in pulp fiction but i was like oh no it's been so long always correct me yeah I always was... correct me sometimes i'm not the best with the details and i need to be <laughs> on top of that uh the gecko brothers which is what the name of the two guys were that is tarantino and um uh Tar- tarantino and Clooney's name the gecko brothers okay that's what uh, they were called yes, yes. inspired from the lost boys the frog brothers oh Oh, that's an yeah. amazing connection. I did not know. That was a little hats off to the... And this is what wow. Tarantino does, right? There's so many little things he puts because he's such a movie junkie that he always likes yeah. to like a little homage or a little inspiration from this. Or So I thought that was a nice little thing just because we've talked about the Lost Boys. We needed to know that they also have an influence over, you know, Tarantino and some of the things he's created. So that, that was the Gecko Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, to me, this movie... Look, when I saw it, again, I didn't know what the twist was going to be. I had very Mm. little expectations. I thought I'd give it a go. After watching it now, after not seeing it for a long time, Mm. do I think the effects stand up? I mean, you can kind of see 
They were made a while ago. Yes. What do you think? Yes. I, th- funny you should say that I, 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 I've forgotten how cartoony and how, you know, shablam the, um, the last uh, half an hour or so is. Shablam. Uh, That's a in, great way of describing in, it. As in Batman. Batman. I'd forgotten how full on it was. I think logic does go out the window slightly in the last half of the movie. My pet peeve, the only criticism I would have of it in that world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is is the band on stage. So when you go, <laughs> they're playing normal instruments and as soon as you go into yeah. Vampire Carnage, suddenly they've got <laughs> instruments dead made bodies. out of dead bodies. <laughs> and I'll, that's the only time I'm a bit like, well, the, that happened in about 30 seconds. How have you, wh- where have you got those from? And How did you make a guitar out how, of a torso? How did yeah, that how, happen how, so and, quickly? And it to be, you know, a strung together with, you know, it, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so the logic there is a bit weird. I know it's probably them being funny and a joke, but it's like going, how, what were you smoking when you filmed that sequence? Uh, if... And then when they are, everyone, they've kind of... Something from Cheech. Cheech's stuff is what they were smoking. exactly. (laughs) And when they've kind of killed all the vampires in the room at that point, and the band's the only thing left, they kind of go, they say, F you, and they kind of flip the finger, and then they explode for no reason. And I'm still not quite sure, does that mean they disappear? How did that? Or did they they blow up because they've blown themselves up? And that logic is a little bit weird. Um, that's the only Christmas I know it's a throwaway gag but I think because nothing else is like that in the movie it just stood out it just stands out as a bit like that doesn't that takes you out of the reality of it then I think well we are suddenly in a vampire movie uh, where we thought we were in quite an edgy you know very scary typical Tarantino which is quite aggressive Uh, the the one thing I wanted to talk about which is again massive spoiler is I think this film has the greatest last shot of a movie of all time. And it's a mm-hmm. glass shot. And it's just the camera revealing that the club that they've been in, so big spoiler here, the club that they've been in all the time is actually a Mexican pyramid, half buried. So the, the way that you come into it at the top level with all these different trucks there um, is the top of the pyramid. And the camera is... The, uh, shows the the back of this building and as the camera pans out slowly there's more trucks and they've all fallen into this pit and over the years there's more and more like you know destroyed and rusted uh, tr- uh trucks there and you see the py- reveal of a full-size pyramid uh on the other side and i think that is just so clever uh, it's very much a glass shot now, but I don't care. It's such a beautiful... I do love a glass shot in a movie. Yeah. Which is basically where they, before um, CGI, you would have a, a pate of glass. The camera would shoot through the glass and they would have something in the distance. But the, an artist would have painted, like maybe a ceiling uh, in the house at Tara in Gone with the Wind, say, or, you know, the Yellow Brick Road in Wizard of Oz, stuff, that sort of stuff. But it's been in movies since the, the dawn of cinema. Um but that is such an incredible shot. And it's still one of my favourite reveals, I think, in cinema. It just makes an extra layer of like, oh my goodness, they've been there for centuries. That's so, it, that's, it's not just a nightclub, it's, it's a pyramid. That's just delicious, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and because you then leave that movie with more questions, and yeah. that's what I love when you yeah. walk away from a movie going. Oh my God! Well, how long has that been there? What is it? Yeah. Or what's the connection? And are these? Oh my! You begin to yeah. see the history. I agree with you. I think that again gives us another twist at the end. So yeah. we get a double twist. You know double what I twist, mean? It leaves yeah. you, which also probably leaves it open to like you could have had, you know, the prequel, the sequel. The prequel you know, yeah. the prequel would have ex- explained all, which is very. And I'm gonna go. Maybe I should really. I'm gonna watch them. I should watch them yes, now and I don't see remember, if it addresses yeah, those things. I, I can't remember what they're about now, but um, I don't think it's as yeah. probably as big scale because you kind of want to go back to the, you know, was she, was she was the summer character there from you know high priestess of the pyramid back in whatever century that is in. Um, I don't think they show that, but maybe they do. And I don't. I think the casting's different in the prequels as well, um, and the sequel. Oh, of course um, it was. I'm sure Selma's yeah, like, I'm not coming back yeah, again. No, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think anybody <laughs> comes back, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. No one comes back, but maybe they do. It's been a long time since I've seen them, but yeah, no, I'm going to hunt them down as well. Because you know what, it's been that long. I really should go back and watch them. Uh, I know. Put, I'm like, I, I'm yeah. curious now. Now that I know all this stuff, I want to know more about the actual story because you know how Tar- Tarantino's brain works. It's yeah. probably it's connected to multi universe. I'm sure there's mm. a lot of other things in all of his other movies that come back to this mm. as well. Um, which, which again, I do love. I do love. I do find it interesting. Um, but yes. we discuss details, interesting facts we've learned, things yes. that we didn't know, things that we did know. But what I want to know now, Bunny is where in the hotel should we check this movie in? Where would you check it into? So I think, you know, we don't really have uh, a very large nightclub in the uh, horror motel, but we do have uh, a, a little activities room where, you know, occasionally yeah. on a Friday night we have the karaoke, um, which is we, basically... We definitely do. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of just off reception <laughs> and it's uh, it's a kind of a, like a, a small a smaller room uh, that is, you know, people can have a cup of coffee and, and sing karaoke. So I think it should go in the performance space because it's 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 in a nightclub and I think it should go there. Now, the, you know, in our, in our little... Um, corner where they do the karaoke it is run down and it is you know the paint is peeling but i think that suits the historic blood soaked uh, from dust to dawn i think it should go in the karaoke room <laughs> i think that's actually we have checked dust till dawn into the karaoke room <laughs> Just we will like... put a signing above as well. Please do not enter if you have any bleeding yes. injuries. Yes. Please only come in this room if uh, <laughs> mind your neck. Uh, I think that is a brilliant place to put our movie. Uh, I'm a little scared to sing karaoke on Friday yeah, nights exactly. now there, but that's all right. That's fine. Uh, it'll keep us. It'll keep us alive. Keep us. Keep us aware. It'll enhance our performance skills. Uh, so, Dust Till Dawn checked in to the side, our little loungy karaoke space. I absolutely love that, Bunny. Thank you so very much. Excellent. Amazing. Uh, now, next week, do mm-hmm. you want to give any hints about what you're bringing to the hotel, or do we just want to leave it wide open? What do you What do you feel? Well, it's. I will say it's one of those films, a bit like From Dust to Dawn, that it became so synonymous with more VS, VHS rentals. I think it's that Definitely. era, uh, even though it's slightly earlier 90s, 
it's very much uh, something that had much more bigger life on a home media than it did perhaps at the cinema. Even more than I think Agreed. Dust of Dawn has a bit, was big at the box office, but this one is um, uh, is definitely something that is become more well known because of VHS rentals and then DVD rentals. Um, yeah, so I would say it's a nineties movie, and it's you know you've got to be careful. It's the, the ultimate form of floor is lava. <laughs> I love it. No more said. Join us next week, our faithful listeners, as we discuss a secret movie that we're very excited about. But we are delighted you joined us. Thank you so much uh, for listening to us chat about Dust Till Dawn. And we will see you or hear or talk or whatever it is with you next week, our lovely fans at the Horror Motel. <laughs> <laughs>